In this latest episode of the TWBC podcast, we talk to a former world women's slalom champion who has been largely absent over this season. We talk to Manon Kastar next. The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings, one and all, everyone here that's listening to this uh, podcast, the TWBC Podcast. My name is Tony Lightfoot, and I'm glad to have you on board once again. Now, whenever I started to look at the list of skiers uh, for the Open European Water Ski Championships, which is hours away from taking place uh, here in Rochetto, where this podcast is emanating from, uh, I couldn't really help but express a sense of relief because one of my favorite uh, female slalom skiers was on that list, and uh, she is here right now uh, in this uh, episode of the TWBC podcast. Her name is Manon Costa. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, very good, very good. And yes, and I mean, I was I was relieved that you that that you've actually made it onto the list. You're you're getting ready to ski. And you you seem to be you seem to have a much more calmer demeanor and uh, and you know you you're, you're approaching this tournament with less stress and more I don't know to to in the lack of a better better expression a little bit more fun you know yeah I'm trying to that's the goal I don't know if it's gonna really be happening that way it's gonna be a good test but that's uh yeah I've been I've been working on trying to to enjoy what I'm doing and, and remember why I'm doing it. So um, so I've done this with skiing for myself and and this weekend is the first tournament in a while. So uh, so I'll try and implement what I've been trying to get to for uh, for this tournament. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> now, uh, I keep a, I keep a fairly close eye to what's uh, to what's being said out there in the skiing world, you know, no with, with uh, posts and what have you, Facebook and Lord knows what else and bowler spray. And a lot of a lot of those messages that come through either during the webcast, you know, on the comments and what have you, uh, a lot of them are like uh, are saying, "Where's Manon?" I mean, and I mean, you, I mean, to say that you've been largely absent from this season is probably understating it a little bit there. But you know, you're on the you're on the list to ski at Swiss Pro. You didn't you, you didn't you didn't ski in that competition, and this is your first tournament back. For what is it? May, June, July, August, September. You know, the al- almost almost half half a year. Uh, so, so what kind of prompted you to say, you know, I can do without this, you know, uh, for the, for the Swiss Pro and then for the remainder of the season? Yeah. Also, I I actually went to Masters. Um, yeah, you went to. Oh, yeah. Of course, I, you went to Masters, but you didn't go to the Swiss. Yeah, I didn't go to the Swiss. Um, it's been it's been a long process. It's been it's been a lot of things in my mind, so it hasn't been a, a very, you know, direct decision, and and it was definitely not made in in one day. And um, it's hard to even say that it was really a decision. It's been like over months and months of of little tiny decisions that led to me not not really going to to the tournaments um, this season. Um, and it was it was mainly because I, I was I lost the the fun in what I was doing. I, I didn't feel like doing it. I didn't I didn't feel good. I would go and, and try and push myself to train and 
it felt it felt wrong it, it didn't feel like um something very healthy so so from that little you know like i i started realizing that little by little and um and i started asking myself the questions as to you know why are you doing this why you know is it really worth keeping on going if, if really you're not enjoying it and if you're if you're feeling like it's uh it's um well i mean it is my job but it it felt like it was a bit unhealthy that my expectations were hadn't gotten so high that you know the only thing i could get out of it was was being satisfied and not really like excited about what i did and so um so yeah i i don't want to i don't want to feel that way about skiing i love this sport i i love the sensation i have when i'm on the water i love working on my technique trying to be more efficient trying to you know feel like running a pass is easy and and you know like i i, I want to i wanted to find that again and not get stuck into the well i must do all the tournaments that there is pro tournaments um, mm -hmm. i must train really really hard because if i go to a tournament i must be on the podium and if i'm not on the podium i'm very uh, you know upset about it and and not happy and and really what i want is the first place which is it's ir irrealistic right like you have to to find happiness in little achievements you you can't just expect expect to win or or have a really really good um um outcome of of every tournament so i it started like that it, and then there was many many aspects of it many you know reasons We'll try. We'll try and drill a, drill into those in a little bit. But uh, but as as you were going through that response, it kind of reminds me a little bit about a tennis player uh, in the uh, late seventies, early part of the eighties, named Tracy Austin. I don't know whether 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 you followed her a little in little portions of her career, but I mean, she was like the rising star in U.S. women's tennis. And then after like two major successes she was she was just gone right there you know i mean uh, i mean one time us open women's tennis champion and then the next she's gone i mean she's like burnt burnt out a little bit and you can maybe even draw parallels between that and naomi osaka mm -hmm. you know i mean and i mean she enjoyed success very early on but again she's starting to struggle and she's been quite vocal uh, in terms of uh, in, in terms of a men of a headspace and how she approaches uh, sport from a mental aspect, uh, would you yourself kind of draw comparisons between her and maybe maybe yourself? It's probably a little extreme, but there, there. Um, I mean, you, you got to be right upstairs before everything else below it, you know, can function, right? Yeah, for sure. I, it, it's hard to say if I can, you know, like every everyone's experience is very personal and very different from one another so i don't know if i can relate exactly to their stories but i for me it's been um yeah it's been a need to step away a little bit to uh to to feel good about it and not get completely burnt up to the point that i never want to ski again right like i i i think i'm happy that i realized it early enough so that i took a you know a few months and, and a few steps back and um and worked on on enjoying skiing again which is which is why i'm doing it in the first place you know it's it's the most important i think in our sport and definitely if you're not if you don't have the right balance in your head and if you're not really or in your life sorry and if you're not um happy to be going to to train most of the time then there is no point in i don't think in uh 
in competing and trying to reach the highest level because I don't think it's at least it's not the most efficient way to do it. I think it, you need you need the the fun in it and the and the the true belief that you you're doing it for you and that you, it's a, it's a positive thing. I think I think it's important to actually emphasize that you didn't take a complete break from skiing. You just took a break from the actual competitive as, uh, aspects of skiing, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I did I did a bit of both to be honest. Um, I I slowed down a lot because. I, how it started was okay I don't feel like skiing I haven't had fun for a little bit let's try and and take it a little bit easier on the training and let's let's um let's maybe wait until I I really want to be skiing and so for a few months I waited to have that you know that um will to ski I guess and to will to go on on the water and didn't come too much and then the tournaments came up and and Swiss you know I I had registered and all that it came up and I still you know, I still don't want to. I still don't want to be on the water, and I and when I was, I, it, I could have really good sets, and it was fine. But I, I wasn't enjoying it, and um, and so yeah, I tried to to do both. I I started by not training as much, and it didn't work. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna just not go to those tournaments and and try and figure out figure it out. And this summer, I I. I skied a lot less, you know. I I actually didn't ski for a few months, and and uh, I lived on the on I live on a lake. I, when I'm in France, I'm in Lacano, and I, I live on a big public lake. And um, no, not not the Stade Pietro, no, no but, but the big lake right next to it. But the big lake, yeah. And um, having decided I wasn't going to train, I was just at my house seeing a lake. And whenever it was flat, I, I started feeling that that really, like, you know, I needed to go and ski. And, and it was a nice feeling to feel mm-hmm. like I needed to go and ski because I really wanted to. Yeah. And so that, that was fun. And that's how I started getting back on the water. And I started skiing only for fun with either my sister or my mom driving. They've never driven slalom before. So I knew I had zero expectations. It was just for the fun. Purely, purely fun. We had, like... We would wake up early, had breakfast on the dock. You go and and you ski, and you're with friends, and it's it's a complete different different mood, and that really helps. And and so, for the past few months, I've I've you know gone back to the basics really, and and just uh-huh. really enjoyed uh, skiing for what it is, and and it has nothing to do with a competition, with beating anyone, with with uh, it's just it's just fun. I I love the, doing that sport, you know. Oh, absolutely! I can definitely, I can, I can definitely gel with that. You know, changing your environment a little bit because, I mean, for the vast majority of the season when you were competing, I mean, you basically based yourself in the United States, and you know, as, aside from maybe the, uh, the the week or so before the Masters, you've ba- you basically put put the United States on the back burner and like basically confined yourself to your your. Uh, your space in Lacanau in France, you know, so that change of environment uh, certainly seems important to you and to get back in. But, you know, do you, if, you, if you'd have stayed in the United States, do you reckon you, you would have, you would, you, you would have taken, taken pretty much the same approach or, or just a, a complete break from skiing on that side of the Atlantic was, was the kind of like the tonic or the, uh, uh, the catalyst for you going forward? Well, it's hard because everything is linked, right? And and I've built my life slowly and, and without really noticing how much I, I did it, but slowly just my my life was built 
around skiing. So everything that, that I was doing little by little was for skiing and was so going to the US is for skiing and yeah. it's for training and it's for being able to go to those tournaments, you know, that are more and more based in Florida, that are more more and more, you know, sometimes based in, in the US and, and and you can train all year round. It's it's great for the weather and all that. So I did all of this and I, it's an effort that I do for for my training and for my career in skiing, but it, it's a different culture. So um, so you end up, you know, with COVID, for example, I, I couldn't go home for a year and and I missed it. And it's it's more actually the year after when I when I came back mm-hmm. to France that I was I was super worried. You didn't realize I, how much you missed yeah. it. Yeah. And I and I was like, well, I never want to live again, you know. Like I, I had anxiety because I, I I thought, well, man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be here for a month, and in that month and a half, I have, I don't know, three four tournaments, and I, I'm not gonna spend enough time here. And so I I started getting pretty stressed with that. Um, same with this summer. I mean, I, I'm so disappointed that I, I wasn't there for and and didn't support in the usual way the tournaments that. Um, were happening in Europe, but we had five weekends in a row of tournaments in places that are super cool, great clubs, and 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 that's great. That's so good for sport, so good to see, and I really wanted to support that. But at the same time, I was not in a state where I could I could do that. It, it was just it, it, I had been stressing about it for a year, and I knew it was coming, and and it was it was a weird weird feeling because I've I've never really had that, but. Yeah, it, it was, it wasn't positive, right? Like I wasn't in a in a positive state with with skiing and with um, being able to do as many efforts as I was uh, as I had been doing for for years. Um, which I'm 100 percent happy that I did those efforts and I did those things for mm-hmm. skiing. But it, you know, I'm also really happy with my decision, even though it was really really hard to take a few steps back and and to to um look at things in a different way and and um I'm trying to to have a different balance and to build back on on a on a good base that is healthy for me for the life that I want now uh-huh. and for my skiing and for my performances and all of that um so it's going it's going to be the work to that I started and that I'm going to you know. continue indeed indeed and I mean uh Last week, I had opportunity to to talk a little bit with uh, with someone who you know quite well, with uh, Fred, Freddie Winter, <laughs> and he, uh, he he told me he told me one or two things, as, uh, certainly certainly about uh, about your skiing and about certain scenarios. I mean, you've you've achieved dizzy heights in skiing. I mean, the, there aren't that many skiers that can claim to have won the world title in in in, in women's slalom. And set European records and all of that, all that kind of stuff, and won the tournaments that you did. But the one, the one thing that he mentioned to me was the was the Malibu Open last season, where it was a historical moment between four of you, four skiers, Whitney McClintock, Regina Jaquist, Jamie Ball, and yourself. And you'd all gotten into thirty nine and a half off. You'd all gotten. Uh, what forty one off into, yeah, yeah, into ten point two five meters now to be a part of that history i mean between the four of you i mean i mean I mean pretty pretty much all of the all of those skiers who i've mentioned you know were 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 extremely happy to be be involved in that but you but from from what 
my good friend told me you you came you came away from the event not feeling not feeling particularly happy but a, a little a, a little little sad that you that you that you finished in fourth but still being a part of that hist- historical moment you know i don't know whether that was the catalyst for what came afterwards but you know how 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 did you honestly feel after that? And given given the amount of time that has passed, have you had enough time to reflect upon the history that that you had created and maybe have a different perspective of it now? Well, you think I I I think I always um, knew that it was a very important moment to be to be part of, and and it was history, and it was it was really really great. It's a it's a really good thing, and and I'm very happy I was part of that. Um, what I started realizing at that point was that I felt like, you know, on, on the moment I felt super disappointed because because it's hard. You try and, and make it work. You try and have the the perfect, you know, um, performance at the right time. And it felt like, you know, last year a lot of times in, in the finals it wasn't going as well as as it had been before. Or you know, like I felt like I had always little things, which is normal. It's the sport. It's 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 what it is. Um, but I felt disappointed and I felt like I was doing way too much efforts for very for, little return for li- very little return and for feeling you know after every weekend if, if I'm not going to feel happy with what I'm doing then why am I shaping my life around this you know why I, why am I living away from my family why why am I you know like there there's so many things that I felt like I was doing um, that I felt like I, I should at least feel happy in a moment like that for example so realizing that I wasn't and that in quite the opposite I was just really upset with it because I, I felt like well okay it's great but I can I can I'm like I have the record of the person that came forth with the highest score it's not that fun you know so yeah it, it started there and it started little by little just just seeing that I I felt like I was doing too much for for not enough um self-satisfaction or, or self you know like happiness and and all that in return so um so yeah the the question started that way yeah okay so uh i mean i mean you're here now in Richetto. i mean th- this is uh you've skied here before a number of times haven't you i mean at least at least three three possibly four times before in european championships and other tournaments isn't that correct yeah i only did one uh, europeans here you've only done one europeans yeah, so here it's the second one and then i i did a few tournaments when i was little um here but yeah i haven't been here in 10 years actually oh you haven't he- been here in about 10 years yeah. that was probably the european championships uh that i was actually involved with at that time and I think did you win? Did you win that European Championship? No, no, I didn't. Um, I no, I was still doing overall. I was I did my PB in jump over here. But oh, I nice! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't win here. Okay, so you you have a chance to win at a venue that you that you haven't won yet, won on yet. You know, mm. I mean, there's that aspect going into it. But tying into what you've just said, what are your kind of expectations going forward? You know, is is it going to be kind of like one tournament at a time, or are you are are you just going to ski the Europeans and then and and then then assess and then decide whether you whether you want to do the uh, the remaining tournaments of the season if you if you kind of feel up to it you know yeah um uh it's a, it's a good test this weekend i've i'm really happy with how it went this summer because i 
pretty easily actually. I started having fun skiing again, and I'm I'm very happy with with the non-competition environment of it. You know, like I I'm mm-hmm. I think that's sort of at least fixed for now. Um, tournaments, it's going to be really hard because I'm trying to do it for fun, but I'm I'm a competitor. I don't want to I don't want to have you know. You shan't you can't shake what's inside. Yeah yeah yeah. So. So I yeah I haven't put every chance on my side um, to ski really well mm-hmm. here and to have every opportunity to win or do a, a good re- good result. But at the same time, I um, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. do. Like do less to you know like find my balance. So so it's yeah. a, it's it's gonna be a balance of um, how much I want to train, how many chances I want to put on my on my side when you know to be able to perform at tournaments, and uh, but at the same time making room for other things in my life and and having a um, yeah being happier with with the activities that I'm doing with the with the, you know where I am and and all of that. So for now, I think it's a bit early. I think it's you know I'm here and and it's gonna be a good test, but. Um, yeah, it's a it's a long process, I think. So, so I mean, you're not prepared to say even even at this time whether you decide whether you'll decide to to take that in, intrepid flight over to the United States and maybe do uh, at least one or one or two of the tournaments that remain that remain remain in the season. You know, give give the likes of Regina and Whitney and Jamie a little run for their money again, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a day day by day. Right now, I I don't know, and uh, the goal is definitely to come to come back and to uh, and and to go to those tournaments because I I like doing them and and it's been fun and it's you know I I'm not quitting the sport um, I I'm just gonna do it differently um, and so I'm gonna figure out you know what I can do and what I can't be between you know like yeah I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how this weekend goes. I'm gonna see how I feel about it. I'm, I'm I can't tell you. You definitely <laughs> look. You definitely look happier. You seem. You seem to have. You seem to exude a more optimistic uh, demeanor coming in, and it's uh, and obviously whatever you've done during the summer appear, appears appears to be working. I mean, I saw you practice uh, not too not too long ago, and I mean, it, I mean it looked pretty good. So you haven't lost lost any of your uh, your skills out there on the water with with slaloming. But I mean, in the times where you were away from the away from the on water activity or that kind of stuff, I mean, what were you doing activity wise? I mean, were you like I don't know? I mean, I mean, knowing knowing Lacker now, I mean, were you surfing? Did you do horseback riding or anything <laughs> like that? I mean, I mean, what 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 do, what does Manon Castard do when she isn't skiing on top of the water? <laughs> Yeah, for the summer, I, I so I'm studying again, so I'm busy with that. I'm, studying, yeah. Okay, what what subject? <laughs> web development. Oh, okay. I'm studying programming, and so I'm learning my little codes on my computer. So that took a bunch of time, um, but then you know, I started I started running again. I did uh, I did some you know a bunch of different sports. Like I, I went uh, windsurfing, and it was really fun. I, I just yeah, I, I did some settling with uh, with my family. We did we did a bunch of things, um, and I'll keep on. You know, I I want to try and, um, for example, maybe run a, a semi marathon and see how it goes. And maybe you know, I want to this this winter. I want to I want to snow ski a lot more because I've been missing it, and I've not been mm-hmm. able to do it because I was so much in Florida too. So all of these little things, I'm gonna find the time to to. So we'll find you on the them. slopes of the Val yes, Valdezere, huh? Yes. But you know, at the same time, I'm, I want to do all these things. But 
ski, you know, water ski as well. I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna balance. I don't wanna quit everything for those for other that. things. I wanna, I wanna make sure that I set myself in, set myself up in the best way to, uh, to be able to do all of these little things. Indeed, indeed. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's. I mean, mean skiers all around the world. I mean, you're no different to uh, to everybody else. You know, that are trying to find that uh, that on water balance. Their the lives lives at work uh, in 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 a lot of cases. You know, and whatever they do do on off the water type deal. So uh, certainly, so I certainly appreciate where you're coming from. Uh, is is there anything that you kind of wish wish you had the opportunity to do? That kind of the the water skiing has you know precluded you from from doing. I mean, o- I mean, obviously you ran through a few activities, but is there is there something on the proverbial bucket list that what uh, of what you want to do? As a matter as a matter of fact, let, let's do let's do this, okay? Let's see if we can create like five items in a bucket list of things you want to do before that before that that fateful day, okay? <laughs> so what 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 is it? That Manon Costard would like to do, bef- you know. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, honestly, skiing, let's try. Na- let's start with number one. Yeah, well, you know, part of my bucket list was my all of my goals in skiing, and okay. and it's been it's been really good, and I'm super happy that I I worked towards them, and I still have some in there, and so I'll I'll keep on working towards those goals, and that's that's a, a big you know, a big thing in, in someone's life to find something that is, you're so passionate about that you're going to work really hard at and that you're you're going to, you know, come to the point where you shape your life around it. it I'm happy I did it and it's and, and I'll, I'll keep, you know, doing that. And that's a, uh, I feel lucky that I can, I can do something like that, you know, that I, I had that in my life. And then apart from that, you know, there there is, I don't know. I can't tell you exactly. You know, like a list of of things that I want to do. I just honestly want to find a balance in uh, in my life where I can I can have this passion, you know, that I have for skiing and and push myself in that sport and and to try and reach the you know or keep the level or improve that you know um, in in that sport and in my performances in there and have also a bit of a regular life, you know. Uh, you know aside from it um doing other sports uh, having a job you know that i couldn't have in the u.s because because i i don't have a green card so i can't really work from there you know like i, I want to have a normal life okay with my ski life that's it, that's my big bucket is list. that is that something you desire to have like the, uh, a green card or at least least a permanent legal residency no i you know at the end of the day i i i mean i, I don't know if i'm allowed to say that on online on record and stuff but I love my country. I love France. I love Europe. I I don't see myself moving to the U.S. for good. Uh, yeah. It's not it's not where I want to be, and that that's also a part of of why you know I'm in France right now. Uh huh. Um, so no, I don't I don't necessarily want a green card. I um, I want to to be able to to ski, and it doesn't mean and I don't think skiing should be, you know, the end only all only in the U.S. Right? Like yeah. you can do it from Europe. We have amazing pla- places i'm super lucky to be in in lacano and and to have you know like a- at the same time a super nice public lake but also a, a, an amazing ski school with amazing boats amazing drivers amazing coaches you know it's a great environment so 
um, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have that, and and I don't need the green card to find my balance and to be able to to have the life I. I want to have and you mentioned your coaches, Geraldine and Christophe, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Jean-Michel and, uh, and and the folks over there at Stade Pitro. You know, I mean, they, they, they must be extremely important to you moving forward to, as you try and uh, strike that balance and uh, kind of enjoy yourself again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, you know, and, and I'm lucky. Yeah, I'm not saying that in the US I don't enjoy, you know, skiing either. And I skied, you know, at the boarding school and with also with Ronnie and, and it's been, you know, it was great too. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm super thankful that I have different places to go to and that I have, like I know, and that I, you know, I, I've, it feels like my home and it feels like, um, yeah, they're really, really good friends, important people to me. And, and yeah, it's uh, it's good to have to have these options. You know, it's not like I'm I'm lost. I have plenty of, of places that I can go to and, and it's uh, it's very lucky for me. All right, so we'll uh, we'll try and round up uh, round off the uh, the podcast a little bit here. Uh, thanks a lot to Manon, and uh, thank you especially for taking the time out uh, to participate uh, in in this podcast. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of one or two questions uh, to uh, to kind of round off with, but I mean. Insofar as this European Championships is concerned, I mean, ordinarily in the past, you're, pro- you're probably focusing upon the win, and if not the win, the highest score. Obviously, things have changed a little bit in your outlook and your attitude towards the sport. So would it be fair to say that, you know, whether, whether you get 2 at 39 or 2 at 41 or even 2 at 38, you would still leave the water in the, sa- in, in, in the, in the same way in, e- in each instance? Or, or is or is that or is that fire still yeah, in there no, to, there to no go way. higher? There's <laughs> there no is, way. There is no way I can live. I can live. Um, I can live in the same in the same way, no matter what score I get. No, I'm still I'm still completely. Uh, you know, I I I, I want to run as many buoys as I can, and I wanna I wanna do well. So that's why that's why it's gonna be hard this weekend because the last thing I want is being. Uh, disappointed and 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 not having fun on the water that's my goal right now and i want to get back to that it's you don't get back to that point in in no time right like so it's gonna be it's gonna be weird uh but it's it's okay it's fine it, i have to go through that and uh and and you know i just need to manage which i've done my whole career you manage you know the good sets and the bad sets um but yeah, I'm I'm not at the stage where I don't care how I ski. It's not it's not that. It's it's just I well, I want to enjoy the process to the tournament. I know the tournament is always gonna have at some point I'm gonna be disappointed or I'm gonna be very happy. But it, I want to enjoy the training and and everything I do apart from it. And that's the big goal. So so this weekend I'm not gonna say that if I if I come dead last I'm gonna have a good time. No, I'm not gonna have a good time. But um, I'll be much happier with the rest that I've done leading to the tournament if I had a good time you know training for it and if I had a a a good time you know on the water apart from at the tournament okay one final question how understanding have your have your sponsors and supporters been in 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 this period Uh, I mean I mean Conley you you ride you ride the Conley DV8 and you you have other others who have, who have supported you over the years. I mean, I mean when when you took when you've taken this this amount of time away from the sport. I mean, 
a lot of entities like that will will quit, would probably question your commitment and that kind of stuff. But uh, how 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 understanding have they been in this process? Uh, very understanding. They've left. Uh, they have left me my space. You know, they haven't been uh, pushing and asking what what's going on and all of that. And so that I'm very thankful for that too because. Um, because it's important it was it was a big part of the stress too in you know when you decide not to go to tournament i felt like i was letting the organizers down and also you know like not not really um fulfilling my obligations but they they've been yeah they've been very understanding and and yeah it's good all right so we'll devote uh, the uh, the remaining portion of this podcast as an opportunity for you to uh, to thank said sponsors and uh, and also those that have helped you along uh, within within uh, within the last uh, last last a few months i would say yeah well there's a lot of people that have helped me obviously the sponsors you know like conley and and aid have been have been very very important to me and they've you know it's been fun working with them and representing their brands and and you know Lately, we've been working on on skis with Conley, and 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 it's been very interesting. I've learned a lot of things, and and you know it's it's been fun, and and so that that was a great experience. Um, and then, obviously, you know the people around me like that support me when it, whether it's for training, whether it's for just me and my life, and and uh, and all of them I think know who they are, and I don't need to make a list, but it's a a list of very very important people that i'm uh, very very thankful for all right representing uh, the french team here at the uh, the european open water ski championships uh, that was uh, manon costar uh, we thank her very much and this has been the latest edition of the twbc podcast and until next time it is ciao for now thank you for listening to the twbc podcast be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcasts.